0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Fresh Talk. Fresh Talk. My name is Chris. Hi, I'm Dan. And at this point, if you are listening, you probably know the big news by now. Army of Freshmen is returning to the United Kingdom. Yay. With none other than Lit. The almighty Lit. How exciting is that? Which is oddly a band we talked about last
1: week on this very podcast. This is true. In great great live bands.
0: Yes, in great live bands. And even
1: Stranger. Now we have to go put our rock and roll up against them. I know. (laughs) That's a rock where our mouth is. Yeah, totally.
0: Lit is a great live band. I mean, there's a bit of a gauntlet there. I mean, like, you can't go in front of a band that's that good live and stink the joint up.
2: That's very true. But we have had good training. We play with a lot of really good live bands. Very true. Also true.
0: Very true. Very true. Well, I can't tell you guys how excited I am. We were just talking about it before it's on the air. As we record this, what's exciting about technology is no one knows. Yeah, it's true. This is talk- a secret. So, this is still a secret. Only one man knows. And we've kept this secret <laughs> yeah. really, really good. All yeah. things considered. We have not I've, known. I've had many questions. How long have we known, though? Because it's not like we've had this lockdown long. Few days. Found out of the, found out Friday, we, Thursday?
2: Uh, officially. We talked about it
0: last week here in studio, but not on Found out premiere. officially Thursday. Oh, but right? that was the good luck because you brought it up, Dan, right. because you were said, hey, is, is anything happening plan. with that? And I'm like, actually, our agent is going to have information tomorrow, good, our bad, Asian? or not.
2: That's what I thought he said, too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: our agent. We yeah. keep him
2: in a box. That's Bilzi? true. <laughs> but we are on our way back. It's not for a while. Happening
0: in November. But it's gonna be great, and the cool thing is, it's a full tour. Um, uh, last time we came over, we we only hit four cities because yep. it was like a, a kind of festival thing. This one, we really get to see. I mean, everybody should have a chance to come say hi, and we get to go some badass places. We get to go
1: back to Brighton.
0: I can oh, go buy another knit yes. hat because oh. I lost the one I got. What there last it, time. I love that city, beautiful city, yeah. beach. Yeah, very exciting. There aren't too many beaches. I know it's an island, but we don't too of, many beaches. Right? We get to,
2: to play the music. home of the great film Brighton Beach Memoirs.
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> also the home of the place where a girl that Aaron was dating jumped off up here. Oh yeah, that's, that's true. Got We're not sure she jumped off because she was dating Aaron, but she did get arrested that night. You <laughs> she know? did indeed. Yeah, Very that's true. true. A lot of. Oh man, I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I mean, and and we wanted to play Lit as a band. Let's talk about Lit real quick. We actually. Had talked, we've never played a show with Lit. We've written with Jeremy from Lit. Yes, we wrote two songs with him. Two songs with him that never got recorded. They were uh, meant
1: to be on Under the Radar. No, one was meant to be on Under the Radar, one was meant to be on Atmosphere, but neither uh, made the record.
0: Neither made the record, but we wrote with him, do have a relationship with with Jeremy. um, And with that said, we've always wanted to play with them. And there's been opportunities where we came close, a lot of close call stuff. Uh, A few years ago, there was uh, because Lit hadn't been to the UK in a long time and there was talk about them coming back for the first time in a few years with us but you know a lot of those things you know it's an idea that doesn't formulate so to be able to finally get to play with these guys let alone in the UK to see all our friends over there I- i'm ecstatic it's going to be great
1: the london show we get to go bowling
0: Bowling, awesome.
1: bowling, free and bowling. There are extra tickets you can buy for to bowl with, like come and bowl with all the bands. That's badass, can we take this get hints? Already sold out.
0: Oh yeah! Oh wow! Yes. Really? already sold out. The bo- to bowl with us and lit sold, sold out. out. You Sorry. can't do it. That yeah, was quick. You can't yeah. bowl with us. <laughs> you know. Yeah. But actually, if you buy us a couple of beers, we'll probably <laughs> we'll bowl. We'll probably let you, you yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, yeah.
1: In fact, if you want to just buy me a beer, we can go bowl afterward. I don't give we'll a. We'll be fuck. selling bootleg bowling cheap passes. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's gonna be great. And I heard that that club is located in the O2 Arena. Like That's it's what connected I hear too. To the arena.
1: Yeah, I'm just. I just want to walk onto the out to the arena in an empty arena and just. I love those moments. So. Yeah. Hello,
0: Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland, Cleveland. Ah, it's gonna be exciting. John, will you be coming with us?
3: uh you know i will
0: awesome so mm-hmm. we got you got the we got and everybody we're happy to announce that everybody will be there last time unfortunately we did not have kai but as of right now god willing with your work dan <laughs> um everybody will be there yes so oh far it's, so good it's gonna be wild it's gonna be good I it's gonna wait. be a fun cannot, fun cannot wait time. uh out of all cities what city are you most interested in going to kai i am most interested in brighton because I really, really like the city.
1: enjoyed the last time we were there. We've only played there once, and it was a fucking badass show at that big-ass arena that Sabbath Hell was coming yeah. to. Oh my God. I mean, it was yeah. an, it was just an incredible all-around
0: day, night. There were so many reasons that was. I'm looking yeah. forward to going oh, back there. Did we
2: play with, with Real Big Fish there?
0: At a, at a very different venue, but it was close. I don't think we did. I think the only time we played Brighton was on the big, big Get Happy Tour yeah. where they really? bumped it to the Brighton Arena. Yes. I think we...
2: Maybe I'm thinking of another beach. Probably city, one of the only few
0: arena shows that we've ever. Played. You
2: are thinking of
1: Cornwall. I know because mm. I had a nervous breakdown. No.
0: That was a beach city. It was what a was beach that? city, and I yes, did have a nervous a- breakdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah, at the beach oh, city. Yeah,
1: maybe. Oh, they were on. It was the venue was up kind of on a hill, and you had to walk down, and it went all along the beach, and you went down, and there was this nice high street with all these pasties yeah. and Pace Cornwall
2: pasties and a g-string i mean we've been to cornwall more than once so maybe i'm picturing a different version of cornwall i don't, I don't think know. we That's have true been to cornwall more than once just that time well, And i've it's... been there in my head more than once <laughs> <laughs> fuck you guys dodgy's head was in a dark
0: place <laughs> oh, when he was in cornwall. Was we don't a... ever want to take dodgy back to cornwall do. <laughs> i don't think i can ever get that dark again i think that was i think you saw me hit rock bottom it's like like sir mixalot's posse on broadway like my dodgy's in cornwall <laughs> 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 But uh, I'm I'm thrilled. I'm pumped. We can't wait to see everybody. Uh, please spread the word. Let everybody know what's happening. Tickets are on sale. And like Kai mentioned, even the uh, VIP passes to the London show are already gone. I think it's going to be a real exciting, fun tour. Yeah, and according it's to our be... agent,
1: the shows are selling well initially. So buy your tickets sooner yeah. rather than later because there's em. a chance Get that some of them are smaller places. It's, yeah. Some are definitely going to sell. I out.
0: mean, and I'm going to be I'm going to go out to see two great bands. Us being one of them, but two good live bands in a small venue. There's going to be good energy that night, any way you cut it. You and know. opening
1: hey. the show is a, an English band called Hey Vanity, who our agent Ed swears by. Says they're great, yeah. great live show. I think show, they're great songs.
0: Up your alley in particular, Kai. Uh, really, really good, kind of solid writing. You know, like I think it's going to be great. It's just going to be a blast. We can't wait. So uh, this is this is the announcement before the announcement of the announcement.
1: It was pretty right. awesome because the uh, when you called us and told us each in the band that this was happening. I was on my way to Las Vegas, Nevada. And the first night I was there, I met up with a good friend of ours, Liam.
0: Yes, Liam. And Liam Price. We were That's talking awesome. about it. we were we oh, wow. met up for dinner
1: at a at a piano bar and we awesome. were having dinner at the piano bar. And lo and behold, what song did the piano player start playing? But my own worst enemy. No. And kidding. I just look over at Liam and I was like, Liam. Guess what? Guess what? He goes <laughs> And he just looks at me and goes, you going back to the UK with
0: lit you fuckers. Really? Oh, that's great. Liam. Sharp cat and, huh, and, Liam? and be careful with that, Liam, man, because he, you know, he's got a full-time job these days. He's an officer he's a of the law. He is. He but is. It, Has w- been. But when he shows up to a show, he goes for it. He's not I mean, an officer of the yeah, law. Yeah, he is unleashed, dude. <laughs> on the last tour of Zebrahead, like Liam literally projectile vomited on a dance floor <laughs> while girls were dancing. Just no, no shame in his game. God, that dude. was a blast. Oh, uh, it's so great. I'm excited, man. I can't wait to get out of town, get back to the uk and just have a great time Drink so all that
2: warm beer can't mm-hmm. wait i'm
0: sure we'll be talking about this tour a whole lot on the uh upcoming podcast episodes but let's get into fresh talk now that that good news is and oh you know it's also first time ever we got to drop big aof news on the oh, podcast that's true first time because the podcast is new since we've done anything of consequence that's right. true on uh episode
3: 40
2: oh, on episode shit. 40, 40. fuck
0: that up i forgot God. our 40s 40s episode forty. Is this our Midlife Crisis podcast? Let's
2: save this till 41.
0: No, Midlife Crisis has changed. Midlife Crisis happens now like 50. 50. Yeah, I think yeah. it's 50 now. Yeah. Things enough. Times are different. It's getting later. We live longer. Yeah,
2: yeah,
1: 40's the new 30. That's what Jay-Z says. I believe him because I'm in my
0: 30s.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
3: and you want to
2: believe
0: him. I, exactly. <laughs> Rapidly yeah. approaching
2: 40, but only I
0: actually agree with that because I personally feel better physically now than I did a couple years ago.
1: I'm having so much more fun on every front in my 30s than I did in my 20s, and I had Hell some yeah. good 20s, man. I had a better 20s than most and I feel much better about life
0: in my 30s but I have a feeling that when we go to the UK in November we're going to convert back to our 20s no.
2: that's 20s over that's then. guaranteed Yeah, especially the one if London. only my alcohol processing capacity will go yeah. back to my 20s
1: if only my liver was still to, and could go to my 20s my liver's in its well, 90s uh, yeah. at this point it's you, know gotta it's, you know
0: what's dangerous too is lit's known to have a few cocktails that's not a band that is like you know, you know they don't really go the sober route it's lit I mean those are I Guys, yeah. that have
3: had good training. The name says it all. Yeah,
0: I mean, those guys mix drinks on stage. Like you know, when we, I mean, dude, so zebrahead. Yeah, we had a fucking bar on stage. That's a good point. Yeah. But zebrahead's good friends with lit. I mean, when we wrote with Jeremy,
1: there were cocktails involved. For sure. No doubt about it. For sure.
0: That's great. What a great guy. What a great tour. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, hey, um, let's get into, we have a connecting episode this week. But before we do, let's talk about some of our our typical subjects. Kai, how are we looking in the world of releases? Because I'm happy to say that I have two new releases that I want to talk about. Oh. Which is very rare. Talk about them. No, 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 no. no. Take the floor. Take the floor. It's your segment. Wow. That's that's
1: unusual. Shocking. Because I never know what new stuff's coming out. First and foremost, Biffy Clyro have a new really? double LP out. Do you yeah. have a stiffy for Biffy? Oh, I always have
2: I a stiffy definitely for do. Biffy.
1: And, and when I don't have a stiffy and I li- listen to Biffy, I then have a stiffy. <laughs> <laughs> have you heard it? It's called Similarities. What it is. Oh my God, it's so fucking good. It's the Beast. So they wrote so many songs for Opposites, their last record, which was a double record. They wrote so many songs that they had, eight, they had 16 songs left over that they're putting out, and it's incredible. They're great songs. I don't. It doesn't even make sense how a band
2: I, could make like fucking 50, 40 songs, and yeah. they're all good. I wow. can't. I had the... So, real quick aside, on this topic, last week after we finished the podcast, I went home, had a couple beers, got a notification on Spotify that... Similarities was out and I was like, well, holy fucking shit. It came out in England last week. So so it was out on the Spotify at that time. Yes. So I'm walking my dog, got a little bit of a buzz on from the podcast, How to Beer at Home. And I was like, holy fucking shit. How did they make the same record that's completely different, but sounds exactly like the re-? like I felt like I was like in a warm fuzzy blanket again. I was like, this sounds and I hate people that say this, but I'm gonna say it. I was like, you don't if you understand who they are and what they sound like, you're like, I totally understand this immediately. Yep. Right. It and again, fancy. it's because
0: they were recorded with the last record. It that, just, that alone just blew my mind. <laughs> Dude, I don't so know if good. I can handle the music, because you're talking about it put me in a warm fuzzy blanket. It did. It's fucked. One chance. of my
1: favorite records of the year is a a songs
0: that didn't
1: make a record Fidget. from last year. Oh, hey man, I mean,
0: crazy. that's just one of those bands that seems to be able to do no wrong, right? It's now. true. I mean, they're just on they fire. Can't. But yeah, what so. they're doing, you know, it's like they're they, like the foos of England.
1: No, they but they are. They're not taking that muse arc where they're like they've reached their peak and they're coming down. It's it's cra- the the ideas that they have. The fact that they can write forty songs that are that complex and that involved and that just thought out and arranged. It's insane. It's I mean, great. they're they're just. It mathematically complicated
2: parts on cool. this. Yeah, they and took... It's, well, uh, let me find the song. To, uh, sorry, I just I had a really good time with this record this week. It's really good. I, what is it called? Milky? That song Milky? And mm. it starts out with a, like a bluesy sort of black yeah. easy riff. And then gets and heavy then as fuck. It's heavy as fuck and then turns into Biffy Clyro all mathed out, but they keep the sort of southern dirty rock. Yeah. Like it's that, awesome. that That theme stays through the, the whole, whole song.
0: song. Must be fun to see what you can do musically if that's all you do. You know what I mean? Oh, totally. Like it's like, hey, oh, let's go do so some crazy talented. musical stuff because we don't have to have a job. It's and Badass you have that kind
1: of money, yeah, but then sweet. you think they fucking tour all the time. So when do they take the time to write this shit? I mean, it's yeah, cr- they it's take intense. Breaks,
0: you know, but what else? What adventure. else you got? I mean, so uh, Clyro ne- huge, huge, yeah, okay. great.
1: Uh, next is a uh, call a uh, guy called Edj, which is just his initials. He was the frontman of band called the Fruit Bats. Who did a bunch of shit out of mm-hmm. Chicago and um, far
0: too close to EDM mm-hmm. for me to listen to. He's worked with a bunch and of and the Aquabats He's, and
1: this is his solo record. Plays everything multi instrumentalist, very like rootsy, but not in a like not Lead in a tri- kind way. Kind of way. No, it's like a it, To me, what it sounds like is if it's a it, first record by himself. It sounds like if you took the band and Paul Simon and merged them together, but with like a modern kind of Becky vibe is what the record sounds Ooh, that's, like. That's, that's fascinating. It's really good. It's really, really, you really good. You had me good. at the band. Yeah, I love it's, <laughs> the band. There's fully band, like, grooves and, and organ and heavy mm. organ and heavy, it, like, good acoustic guitar playing, but cool rhythms. Chris yeah. loves uh, heavy It's rhythm. really good. Uh, another band, a uh, p- uh, punk band out of Portland, right. sort of punk, but way poppy, melodic side of it, called Lee Corey Oswald, debut record. I love rod. the name. Great band, man. I think you should check it out. There's, there's a lot of hot rod circuit flowing through your cool. veins. It's
0: I really love. good. I love the play on the assassinate assassin. Assassin
1: uh, band called Wildcat. Wildcat that just kind of a modern day, very very synth heavy, lot of programming, but lot of real music too. Uh, kind of groovy. I don't really know how to describe it. Really good debut record too. They had a few songs out before that. Cool. And then last but not least, uh, Spoon. Austin, spoon. Texas, Spoon, have a new record out, and good I time. have not heard it. But and this everything, is not
0: Dan solo record. Not Dan solo record. No, not Spoonie.
1: They've been around a lot longer than me. But they're great. Just oh, they're fantastic. Great, great vibes. Always make good records.
0: I'm sure this one's going to be awesome. Awesome. Great. Well, I have two records that I'd like to tell people about that I'm very, very excited about. One of my live bands from last week, if you can believe it, brought them up last week. One of the greatest live bands I ever saw is back together with basically the original lineup, most importantly, the original lead singer, because they had an aborted attempt to get together without him. They have recorded a full new record back together, Downset.
1: How is that no not, shit? How is that not on the list that I, I So get? check
0: this out. It's crazy. Yeah, so the, oh, this is really depressing because I was thrilled, right? The record is on iTunes, but nothing, no physical releases yet. So I went to our local record store, Salzers, to buy it because that's just a band that I'm going to buy yeah. the physical record, not even in the system, not even in the system. So there's the new download. Did you go buy it on iTunes? Uh, I am going to. I have not done it yet. Um, I'm going to pull the name up really quick because you I am to to the Jamie. name of it. Oh, da, da, da. What do we got? So, the new downset record, I can't tell you if it's good or not, but it's called One Blood. One Blood. And they got a new video for the single One Blood, but it, it's the is original. Is it One Blood or is it
1: One Blood? One
0: blood. I don't know. But it's going to be great just because I love everything that they do. Great uh, rap metal kind of Rage Against the Machine. It's good to see him back. You know, that's like a band that meant a lot. Yeah, super cool artwork. It's kind of a punk rock cover. It's a guy with like almost like, almost looks like an Outcome the Wolves a little bit. It does. He's which is weird because they were like more hardcore But he's doing than the, the thinker mohawk. pose. Yeah, totally. So uh, Downset, one blood is out. And then another one, no hype, no 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 anything that this was coming out, just dropped it chuck d from public enemy has released a new solo record what called black in man i so saw him not talking the about ma- this. I didn't not, know not the man the in black was. black in man and uh the lead single is a duet with mavis staples i heard it staples it's Singers.
1: fantastic it's really good it's really really cool.
0: uplifting and positive yeah. it's very much i think about uh you know i think he's uh, touching on a lot of uh african-american standpoints obviously it's it's a pretty political sort of record but i love when he gets cultural like that that's my favorite public enemy stuff it's only 10 songs um i heard the single with mavis staples but what's really cool is he has he's kind of doing this sort of um very exciting but He's doing an anti corporate radio thing right now, where he's sort of making a stance about fucking awesome about corporate radio not playing local artists at all on the podcast. Oh, that would be sensational! That oh man, that would probably never happen. That would be sensational, you know. But he's doing a whole kind of whole, whole thing about that, and there's a song on there about radio. But what's great about Chuck is he like, actually calls stations out. You know what I mean? Fucking like awesome. whatever, like 95.5 in Hot Atlanta, when's the last time you played a local act? You know, it's like he's just so, uh, you know, he's such a, a pivotal figure in hip-hop. He can do that. Imagine being a new rap artist and calling out radio stations. You know, you would be blacklisted. But and he's calling them out hard. Calling them out just but, but he's not he's not doing it with any sort of
1: he's doing it with like being basically with completely educated he's not doing it from a place of hate he's doing it as from a place of like this shit is fucked don't support it because it's bullshit yeah
0: basically it's not where hip-hop came from yeah and they're trying to tell you that they're like because a lot of these stations and what's on it is not hip-hop He talks about like you know they claim we're hip-hop or this is where hip-hop lives in this city and it's like that's not hip hop. That's not that's not never where it has rap been came never from. Be. That's not where it ever came from. Like, you know, so it's just so great. So um two records that I have not heard track for track, but I'm super, super excited because Chuck D is one of my favorite rappers ever. And he's is somewhat of a friend of mine. So I'm honored to even know him, let alone call him a friend. But secondly, um, you know, Downset, one of my favorite live bands ever, both put new records out this week. So I'm excited. And I went to a record store to buy them and I could not. So that is a state of the times. You know, currently <laughs> both of those records are only digital.
1: Shit's expensive to make. Yeah,
0: it is. Well, hey, let's get into part two of what we discussed last week because yes. we've already spent a lot of time chatting. Last week, we discussed the best live bands ever. We touched base on some of the uh, listeners of Fresh Talk, some of the bands that they submitted. This week, we're talking about favorite live shows, which is different, Very different. than favorite live bands because maybe the band that you went to see that night is not a great live band, but the show itself meant something to you or there was some type of experience. So let's hop right in. Dan, how about you? I mean, obviously, some of these stories are probably going to get a little long, but what, are, what is a show that to you is one of your favorite live shows?
2: Well, uh, the first one that comes to mind is Aaron and I, when God, we must have been 19, drove down to UC Irvine to see...
0: Uh, well, yeah, wait, this lineup first, if you're listening, is
2: about to blow your mind. <clears throat> blow your mind. Opening was the Cherry Pop and Daddies. Followed by the Aquabats, followed by Blink, headlined by Real Big Fish. Wow!
0: And it bats, Blink, Real Big Fish. Three of the uh, potentially best live bands. Yeah, they were all mentioned. I think yeah. last week. Go Maybe ahead. Not Real Go Big ahead. Fish.
1: No way. Blink was mentioned in best. No, live no, 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 no. no. <laughs> oh, sorry, not, we did not, Blink, no, we didn't not
0: mention them at all. <laughs> but 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 Aquabats, Fish, Blink. Wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that ended up being And you're in huge. high school at the
2: time, right? Uh, no, we were out of high school. We were okay. in college, but. I mean, we had just, you know, Real Big Fish centric. You know, we had learned about the Aquabats not too long before that. We would seen them a couple of times <clears throat> opening for Real Big Fish. And my God, what a fucking show. Every single band, we didn't really know Blink. Like, you know, their second record was out. Dude Ranch was out. And, you know, we were young. We couldn't we couldn't hear the lack of vocal tuning that was going on in their performance. But it was such a good fucking show. I mean, shoes were being thrown. There was a pit. It was two of my favorite bands. Like, uh, it was it was a Thanksgiving show, so Real Big Fish came out. And- <laughs> it was three good bands and Cherry Pop and Daddies. <laughs> I like them,
0: <laughs> but that's
2: that's epic because
0: these bands are happening. I mean, that's they, you, they were popping. you were seeing these bands when you could feel momentum, like Blink and Big Fish well, were becoming Blink was famous. direct
2: support. Like they weren't direct even direct support to yeah. Real Big Fish. Fucking crazy.
0: I mean, what like what three years later they were one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah, easily, May- maybe even two. that that that, that's an intense show that's a show to remember um kai god i mean you've been seeing shows since you were a wee toddler i can't even imagine what this list is like for you but what what's one that really stands out
1: one that really stands out and it's one it's only because i was actually talking about earlier today was i don't know what i'm trying to think of the year probably around 1999 i would think Mm -hmm. i was working at a corporate music store in Camarillo, California called The Warehouse they are no longer around where? The, the whole where The, the warehouse. warehouse that was their slogan where? The Warehouse it was bullshit it was just the <laughs> worst a music
0: store that I actually spent a little bit of time working at before it closed it's true I hated and that and then place. we also had the best fucking story m- for another time mo-
1: moment yeah <laughs> great great
0: moment <laughs> We we, if we did do an episode on theft, On, that would on, be on just outlawry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's do an episode on outlawry and hijinks sometime.
1: So um, anyway, I was working there and a coworker friend of mine was just obsessed, obsessed with Muse. Now, this is, for those of you in England that are listening to this, you're ago. like, oh, Muse are so big. They weren't, it was, Showbiz had just come out. They were probably happening over there. But nobody knew who they fuck they were there here. Mm. This friend of mine was absolutely obsessed. He's like, you know, you don't understand. You gotta see him live, you gotta see him. What the fuck? Okay, he got the record, liked showbiz. thought it was good, it was cool, didn't kick my ass, but I liked it. Went with him somewhat begrudgingly on a weeknight to the Troubadour in Los Angeles. Ah, uh, the Troub. And saw Muse. Wow. And they blow the roof off the Troubadour and for the Troubadour is a small place what's the capacity on that place like 400 400 so there was probably a tight 400 but there was so there was probably like 152 there it was a weeknight it was spread out there was no fighting anybody and they played that stage they played like an The whole record and maybe more. I mean, they played for well over an hour and played like they were playing to an arena. It was so fucked up. And I've been an absolute disciple of that band since. I mean, it was like one of those moments where
0: you're kind of just bummed to beat a place and they. You know what's cool about that is Ruled it. what's interesting about that that is Dan mentioned as well the connection a lot of times I think with a great live show is when you see a band maybe if you don't know who they are and they blow your mind or you see them right when they're starting to happen there's a certain magic of like whoa I feel like I'm seeing and, something but they didn't happen here for a, a decade yeah. after that I mean it was it was
1: early but they just they just had it man it, it was they absolutely had it they were still pulling just the craziest shit for i've I've still to this day maybe never seen three human beings
0: make that much uh, sound come out Mm -hmm. of a stage it was pretty incredible that's awesome that that's a that's a great one um i'm gonna tell one that is it's a bit of a personal story but um the first time i ever saw phil cody um who was a singer songwriter from los angeles i was uh my girlfriend in high school it was Valentine's Day. Okay. Valentine's Day. I know I say oh, that. Oh, there wrong. we are. Oh, there. You're waiting for you, fucks. Um, so, <laughs> anyway. Waiting
1: for you guys to make me say things correctly. <laughs> oh, waiting for gone. you to make
0: fun of my disabilities. <laughs> um, of which you have many. I'm sure there's got to be a website for people that don't pronounce stuff right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's called the Special Olympics. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Dot org. So, anyway. So, anyway. Um, it was Valentine's Day. And Warren Zevon was coming to the Theater of Living Arts in Pennsylvania. And I opted to blow off my girlfriend at the time in order to go see Warren Zevon. Um, Why didn't you ask her to go with you? <laughs> even worse. I went with <laughs> her dad. <laughs> I spent I spent with her dad and her brother, man. I spent, you know, because... Why her didn't da- she go? I don't know. I blew that. Yeah, Mandy McDonough. I'm sorry, I really fucked that night up. Um, <laughs> I went I- to see
1: uh, Biffy Clyro this last Valentine's Day, but you know, I convinced the lady it was a good idea.
0: <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I went to see Warren Zevon with my girlfriend's dad on Valentine's Day in high school, and and I it was a dick move, no doubt. But it did end up being a night that kind of changed my life because the opening act, I always wanted to see Warren Zevon. I hadn't seen him. I'm a big Warren Zevon fan. And it was the only time I ever did get to see him before he passed away. So number one, cool. But I go, and the opening act, I'm a big singer-songwriter fan. A guy comes out. He's got this cool look. He's got a hat. He's got glasses and acoustic. He's got a buddy playing bass with him out of a little pig nose amp. Just a two-piece. No clue who this guy is. His name is Phil Cody. And I know this is going to sound weird, but... He started playing and literally within the first song, I knew that this was an artist that I loved. There was just something about it. I know the song he played, he played Junko Pardner, which is an old kind of old throwback tune, but he was playing it really aggressive, acoustic, kind of Bob Dylan-y. And what was blew my mind was I had kind of been trying to capture that. Like I was in a rock band in high school, but I was really into acoustic music. And I almost felt like this is gonna sound weird, but like he was doing what i wanted to do almost like he had ripped me off but i he didn't rip me off but it was like because you didn't exist yet exactly i didn't exist yet but that's what i it was like that's what i've been that's what i've been in my bedroom playing acoustic guitar that's what i wanted to achieve like the hat and the look and this type of style and the sound (laughs) so he just blew me away and after the show i went up and his bass player was selling advanced copies of the cd and his bass player autographed it for me and gave me the cd and i'm like i'm gonna love this cd and I loved it. I not loved it. Adored it. Like one of those records. It was called the Sons of the Intemperance Offering. There's no, there's no text. I can't get anything. It's just an advanced CD. I know nothing about this guy. That blah blah blah. Just totally rocked out. And a um, long story short, again, I called. If you can believe this, four one one. Got the number to Interscope Records in Los Angeles. The internet's really not quite happening <laughs> totally yet, right? Um, it's there, but it's not like you could go to Interscope.com and get yeah, a number. It's AOL and copy-served. Yeah, exactly. Um, and Good I, porn message boards at that day and age, yeah, though. I call, <laughs> an uh, operator at Interscope Records tells me his upcoming tour dates, and I, from that show, it's true, find a date that's like up in North Jersey, close to New York City um you know there's a couple months have passed at this point right and if i'm seeing a different girl now um and you can imagine why because (laughs) you know i totally blew it with the great girl that i was with and meanwhile her dad
1: and brother are like no but chris is the greatest (laughs)
0: you
2: don't understand you want to go see warren zeevon with
0: (laughs) it so i am with this other girl now um i know it's a long story really quick She is older than me right ready for this she's 21 and this show this show, I'm 17 years old. She doesn't know. She oh, doesn't know. So she she, she knows she knows I'm not 21, but she thinks I'm fucking 18, right? You know? So I'm 17 years old. Um, I go to this show, and it's 18 and up. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. So we go into this bar, she gets in first, and I go up, and he's like, you know, ID, and I show him the ID. I'm just thinking, like, please, dude, please. It's not, it's not 21. I'm not trying to yeah. sneak into a bar. It's like, sorry, dude, you're not 18. She turns around and says, What? She's like three hours from home robbing the crate, dude. Like, like, <laughs> with the, the law the 17 well. year old, dude, right? So, um, I'm just horrified, I'm embarrassed. I'm a kid, I'm embarrassed, you know, because this girl's a little older and she was super cool, right? So, um, so check this out, um, I don't know what to do. We're far away, and I really want to go to the show. Keep in mind, like I want to see this guy again. Like this guy is my favorite artist. Yeah, the He's, chance like, a of ghost.
1: This, the the broad you're speaking of actually wanting to go to that show is okay. unlikely.
0: Broad is sitting in the car, fuming, not talking to me. I'm on the curb by the door. Guy walks past me and says, "Hey, man, what's up?" Right? You know. And I'm just like, I thought he was making fun of me. Right? And the neighborhood is maybe a little seedy. I'm like, oh. He goes in. Comes out a minute later, and he's like, I'm serious. He comes up to me. He's like, dude, I'm serious. Like, why are you kind of sitting in the curb by yourself in this part of town? You know, what's, you okay? I launched into the story. Launch, I saw the guy named Phil Cody. when you opened up for Warren Zevon, and now I'm with this girl, and she thought I was 2018 and I'm not 18. Now she won't talk to me. She's in the car. and I don't know if I should go home, and I just really want to see the show. And he goes, I'm Phil Cody's guitar player. He was like, give me one minute. One minute. He... Phil, Cody, and the whole band at this point come bopping around the corner, and he goes to Phil and says, Phil, you're not going to believe this. You actually have a fan. And it's <laughs> true because he's brand new, right? It's the first time he's ever been on the East Coast. And Phil's like, get out of here. And he's like, what's going on, right? And I don't know who this Phil guy is, but I'm, I'm like blown away. I'm like, told him my story really quick, and he's like, dude, get your girl. Point to the girl. The girl comes out of the car. He's like, dude, he's like, you're my fucking guitar tech. All is well. Hands me the axe. Walk past the bouncer, and he's like, dude, why'd you throw this guy out? He's with the band up into the dressing room and these guys are fucking just hanging out and like dude how do you know who we are like what's going on can't believe we have a fan like nobody knows who we are like no one's at this club ready for this cracks a sierra nevada hands it to me and the girl at this point the girl's <laughs> looking at me like i'm the coolest dude on earth because keep in mind we're young yeah, you know, we're yeah, backstage yeah. at a club <laughs> beer beers are cracking so now i'm at a bar 17 slamming sierra nevada's go downstairs, no one is in this bar, there's like two people, it's like me and the bartender, he rocks the shit out of it, personal, private show for me and this chick. This girl at this point, like, is just enamored with me, like, (laughs) dude, like, this guy's magic, you know? Best show ever, you know, um, I change his guitar strings when he breaks one during the set, he gives me a poster, autographs it. you know, keep in touch, if you're ever in Cali, come see me. One month later, I moved to California, first (laughs) show I go to is Phil Cody at the Troubadour, his history he's now one of my best friends in the world <laughs> worked with them have played with them close friend and it all started because i saw Warren Zevon that night <laughs> long story but pretty a, awesome But that's a pretty epic one yeah so he in many ways he wasn't the decision to go to california but he was kind of my first friend when i got out here and it was because i went that night and saw somebody changed my whole life a show can change your life yeah you know? it can yeah well, and for I'm, the record i think that girl would still hook up with me because <laughs> of that <laughs> night it was so cool <laughs> Did, awesome. John, uh, yeah, let's go to John. John. Do, you a, do you have a favorite show? Uh
3: nothing quite as involved and in epic as that. Well, story, no one does. But, um, one of my favorite shows was actually at the Ventura Theater here in our town, and uh, it was. Which awesome. you
1: know, it's because of it was a good memory, not because it sounded good. <laughs> totally. Yeah,
3: that's true. Uh, I saw terrible. Uh, I'm sorry, totally drawn.
0: To it was mind. such a good show. He doesn't even remember what he <laughs> the saw. The Get Up
3: Kids. It was on their farewell farewell tour. I was there as well. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, it was a great show. I think it more had to do with Kids. interesting because we talked
0: about how I saw the Get Up Kids and thought it was a pretty just average show. And you were saying no, 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 on certain nights they were incredible. Yeah, totally. you know?
1: that was one of them. They were yeah. honestly great okay. that night. Farewell they really awesome. meant it. Let's keep firing them off. Let's keep going
0: through some great shows. Uh,
1: well, he's talking about Get Up Kids. Oh, I actually have a Get Up. the Same thing, man. I saw Get Up Kids years before that. And uh, same thing. I had the first EP, liked it a lot. The two minute mile had just, or four minute mile. What the fuck is called four minute mile? Four minute had just mile just come out, and l- I liked it. But I just the recording kind of sounded like shit. It was cool, man, it, but it was like kind of like a bad super chunk, you know. Okay. And holy fuck, I saw them at the living room in Santa Barbara, which is a place oh, that's yeah, still around. I'm sure yeah, you yeah. guys all remember. It. No motive was on tour with them, who are our homies. Went up to, oh, it's gonna go kick it with the dudes and fucking you know watch Get Up Kids, whatever. They tore the roof. Same thing, man. They burned that fucking and it was packed. This That's I mean, awesome. there was probably a couple hundred kids at that place. It was it was when they were that another band where you felt that things were starting to happen for the Get Kids. People oh. were talking about that record, but my god they played everything they played for so long and it was sweaty there was people just fucking singing every word it was like a lot of a great show has
3: to do with that crowd and and they were kids
1: it was like watching and they were young and so it was watching people that were almost peers with you you know they weren't much older than I was and they were having this power over these people and they were halfway across the country and our homies were on the show too and the same thing man watching like you know No Motive who were young our friends our exact Mm -hmm. age do the same thing and have this effect on the kids. It was pretty cool. It's one of those times I realized, like, fuck, I'm not seeing people that are grown up doing this. I'm seeing people that are me doing this. I can do this. And that's what's
0: interesting about that scene, because I remember when I was a kid, the guys on stage were always so much older. Yeah. It was yeah. like I, I can't do what they do because they're adults. They're cool adults, but that's just far away. And the, a lot of those bands that kind of came up started to bridge that gap a little bit. It did. You know, and it was, was like hey, you can do this if you're 20, 21 years old. You don't need to be 30 to do it. Yeah. The it's show that's not bad religion to me or. that I feel like um I had a similar experience as a show Dan and I went to was it um the, it was the hippos. And they were playing in Pomona oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. at the Glasshouse. House. Of course. And and we were we, hippos we maniacs. Last week, last yeah, week. maniacs for that band. Um, me, Aaron, and Dan especially. Hell yeah. Um, they had a record called Heads Are Gonna Roll, which honestly, if you ever want to see the blueprint for Army of Freshmen, in many ways uh-huh. it's the hippos to heads are gonna it's, roll. Imagine
1: Army Freshman right. gone ska.
0: Yeah, and in many ways, I mean that's where the mood came from. I mean, that's where we well, fell in not love in with the In many mood.
2: ways, in one way, that's where the mood came
0: yeah, from. Yeah, it wasn't some people I've had kids come up to us and say at shows like, dude, you know. You know, did you get that keyboard from like Motion City and I'm like no, no. Motion yeah, yeah, yeah. City
1: plays are realistic, actually. Yeah, he operated and we're peers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <and laughs> We've exactly. Been around the same amount of time. Know, it's yeah,
0: they're, yeah. They're a lot bigger than we are, yeah. but you know we're still around. So, um, we saw the hippos. We went down. I mean, we were such hippos fans. We went down to Pomona to see them. Just like two hours from here. Yeah, which was a hike, but it's a um, terrible two hours. It's on all the worst freeways. Yes. It sucks. and Pomona's a shithole. So the hippos tour was merging with. If you're ready for this, the drive through records tour because they were there they and this was uh, like the homies f- real the yes. tight homies <laughs> and this was the first uh drive through records tour i believe i believe it was the first one and the the tour was uh midtown rx bandits no midtown newfound glory yeah. RX, rx bandits and the hippos joined them for one night because the wow. hippos were bigger yeah. than all those bands yes, at the time at the if time. you can believe it so it's like my teenage wet dream dude, dude. dan and i went to this and the, awesome. and the truth of the matter is dan and i did not know
2: nope we went to see the hippos we went to see the hippos
0: we didn't know do did we know rx i feel like we may have known i, who they I were. did
2: and I'll, I'll my next band my next story will tell you why
0: okay so we went to see them dan knew who they were and Midtown comes out now. Every kid in this crowd, Kai, was into it. That, they knew who they were. But that's their turf. Yeah, that was their turf. I mean, this was the biggest. It was the biggest date of the drive through tour because Makes they were sense. merging with the hippos. Yeah. So Dan and I are just there for the hippos, and we're like, we don't know these other bands, but let's check them out. This And is the hippos exciting.
1: had just got off the Jets to Brazil tour, mm. and you can only imagine what happened to the hippos when they went on tour with Jets to yeah, Brazil. Right?
0: So so they got the Doritos Midtown, in Australia. Midtown comes out, and Dan and I are. Lord. I mean, I literally have a vision of turning to Dan and being like, these guys are fucking great. Who are they? Fucking the place. You up. know. And they played that ballad. Um, and I don't know the name of it, but it's on the first Midtown record, and I adore it. It's a ballad. You know, um, do you know yeah. like, you know, the regrets ball- are worthless. Yeah, you know, I wanted to sing. Oh, they played that song, and I got goosebumps. The song blew me away. So I'm like, dude, we, who's going to beat that set? And kids are kind of getting into them and singing along new found glory comes out. And I did not know who they were. This is pre-MTV. This is pre-Friends Over You. This is Nothing Gold Can Stay. They proceed to, in my eyes, tear down the house.
2: Tear, tore that house, Ki- you asshole. Yeah, kids
0: man. are singing along every word off that record. And they even said, I remember Chad saying, literally i believe i don't not exact words but he was like this is one of ready for this one of the biggest shows that we've ever played at the time and there was you know there was a lot of people there it but was it full. wasn't like a thousand people you know what i mean it was like 500 600 kids or something and people were singing along chanting stupid words off for stupid people and dan and i were just like what is so we became drive-through <laughs> Inst- fans Instantly, because I just saw two bands that I adore for the first time ever together, and had no clue who they were. So at that point, you couldn't get me. Like I was just like, Drive Through Records is the coolest label of all time. It is the label I need to be on. I went and bought a T shirt. I was like, because like literally every band that came out was like blowing my mind. Not a year later, Newfound Glory is huge. Yes. Not a year so later. So it was Midtown. You know, yes. Midtown pretty, pretty close. So that is one of those I felt like I was at the start of a scene. And it was a special night because I saw a band, and I tell people about that show all the time. When I saw Newfound Glory for the first time at that period in their career, you knew and they knew and everybody in that crowd knew this band. Is going to blow Something's up. Something's happening. Something's happening. You
1: know? Now, if you would have been a better friend to me, <laughs> one year before all of you were we talking about this... hardly knew That's not true. Hardly. I'm
3: You're sure just that ska
1: nerd. I <laughs> was in a ska band that we've discussed previously yeah, yeah. called 19th Hole, but I also was one of the first, imp- not employees, but interns at Drive Through Records. Mm-hmm. They were bringing out several fact. of their bands, their new bands, out to the West Coast to do some demos. They were doing a show at the Chain Reaction, and they said, if you would like, you can put on, you know, you we'll if you can put together a show, the bands will come up to Ventura and play, and your band will be on the show. So I became a promoter for a week, for <laughs> months. Probably never worked hard on a show. Put it on. Got the Ventura Theater, which our local theater, which holds eighteen hundred people. Uh, eleven hundred. Oh, 1100. 1100. Either way, far too many people than should be on this show. Oh hell yeah! So I ended up putting it on. We ended up having one twenty paid, which was a fucking but whatever. The theater had to pay the guarantees, not me.
0: So <laughs> one hundred and twenty people on eleven hundred seat venue,
1: th- a show that was all day,
0: all sun. It was a Sunday, not just a show, all day afternoon
1: and, show, and it started. It went till the evening time, uh. but it. It started early because
0: here is the lineup. Opening the show. Listener, brace yourself for a second. Every band he's about to say at the time is unknown. Opening the show was a a
1: new drive-thru band. I can't remember their name, but they they never happened, but they were from Vegas. They were super good. Second band, The Stereo. Oh, wow. The original The Stereo. The original
0: The Stereo. Rory. Uh. First record wasn't even out yet. They'd 300, just- which is a masterpiece of a debut yeah. record, Agreed. the stereo. You, this is the original stereo with uh, Rory from The Impossibles and Jamie and Jamie from The Stereo.
1: Animal mm-hmm. Chain had just broken up. Impossible's just broken up. This was a brand new thing. The record was coming out in a couple of
0: months. One of the great unheralded seminal bands. Yeah. Agreed. No Fall out Boy without stereo. A no. uh,
1: band called Cotton Side. that was a f- uh, band that's got signed to drive through from Florida that were destined to kind of have Newfound Glory's career, but they... Had too many internal struggles and they fell apart. Okay. Alistair was after that. Okay. Mm. Then Midtown. Oof, wow. Midtown, then Newfound Glory. Both those bands'
0: first show. Newfound Glory, I just told the story with Dan. This is a year before the story I just told. Their first show outside of Florida. Jesus. Ever. 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 You were the promoter for Newfound Glory's first ever show outside of Florida. They.
1: Both those bands. First West Coast show or
0: first show out of Florida?
1: First, I'm pretty sure first show out of Florida.
0: Wow. I did not showed, know you're a Seminole Punk promoter. First show in
1: California. Definitely oh. first show
0: on the West Coast. Which is um, unbelievable considering that band went on to play like The Tonight Show.
1: And they, oh. same thing, both those bands murdered it in this big, echoey place that's just
0: empty. You have to understand
1: no one is there. No one's there. Yeah. No, a place that big looks empty. Yeah. I mean, not even the pit is filled. Okay. And this is all day. So, so people we've are coming got and the
0: stereo original lineup Midtown, Newfound Glory, Alistair. Alistair. Uh, then our expandits our expandits mm. kill it then the hippos the hippos was
3: that when our expandits pre heads are
1: going to roll record is not out yet they so, have a cassette tape they're offering so. at their merch table yeah. for free if you sign their mailing list that has two songs off the new record
0: and literally 1 year Let's say two years. Two years later, that lineup probably could have sold out five straight nights at that yeah. theater. If you took Newfound at their peak,
1: yeah, because yeah. I've oh, saw yeah, I saw God, Newfound
0: yeah. sold out at the theater, and I saw Newfound. John and I saw Newfound last year, yeah. and it was it was not sold out, but goddamn it close. Was packed, yeah. So the, I'm thinking, poor Dodzy, ten years ahead of his time. <laughs> It's bringing Newfound Glory, The Hippos. That's like a fantasy lineup. Hey, man, wouldn't the greatest show ever be Midtown, The Stereo, The Hippos, and NFG, and RX, and Alistair? And a hundred people came.
1: Moral of the story: Had you Jack and Apes been better friends, you would have seen that show too. Wow!
0: I have a confession to make. After all these years, <laughs> Kai did invite me to that show because I, I knew Kai wasn't close friends. And but I, I knew certainly him. gave you guys tickets because
1: I was trying to give yeah. them to anybody just to put bodies in that fucking bowl. <laughs> I and I
0: think there's a very very good chance I was with Aaron at the time, not together. Um, but I was, the, you know, <laughs> you, in the same car. That makes up.
3: sense. <laughs> we
0: drove by the theater and saw bands loading out and made a conscientious decision, whatever it was. It wasn't like a fuck Kai decision, but yeah. it was like, dude, we're fried. Or it's like, dude, it's the afternoon. I haven't heard Do any of we these really want to – I don't know any Do of these. Do you want to go to the ska show? I don't know any of these bands, you know, and literally <laughs> I, re- I drove past the theater that day, half and half deciding whether to go in, and I could have been at that show and had the experience that Dan and I had. A year later. A year later, a year before. And that was the
1: only time, only tour ever, the original Impost uh, stereo ever did. Wow. Wow. Another funny fact is every band I've ever been in has played with the stereo. That's Except for real, Curtsy now. That's but before wild. that,
0: every band I'd ever been in that's had, a played wild with, had played yeah. with yeah. the stereo. Awesome. Dude. Um, well, that's a great show. Uh, let's keep going. Let's go. Uh, any more shows that we
3: can? Uh, I thought of one. Uh, I saw, uh, Dashboard Confessional before they blew up. Uh, massively did i just totally steal yours
2: no no
1: okay. you did
3: not uh, he was
1: actually meant to be on that show i was just discussing too but he he
0: his he missed his flight or some shit really yeah
3: yeah i saw him at a uh, house of blues paul hollywood. mccartney
0: was actually on that show but <laughs> no, it was all the drive he didn't make
3: it uh i saw him at house of blues hollywood okay. and it was right before he started doing the full band like where he blew up and had the full backing band the mtv and all that and uh I, I really was pretty unaware of who he was, but I went because my brother was into him and he was starting to gain speed, and everybody in the place was singing along to every song. Ready for this? Song.
0: I was at that show. Really? Because I went to see him, and he had not had the band yet, but he had blown up. You know, like it was- Wait, and, it was at House of Blues? It was at House, was of, House of Blues. House of Blues. I was in the balcony, and I remember being, I'm not a huge Dashboard fan musically, right. like I take it or leave it, but- I remember literally being in awe of the fact oh. that every single human being sang every single word. And totally. I was like, dude, that's the luckiest guy in the world. Oh, dude! He just walked off Everybody. the mic and let a thousand people just sing every Everybody. word. Was that
3: Alkaline Trio No Motive? No. Um, in fact, it was Seville Open Forum, which mm. became his backing band. Yeah. Which
0: were an, uh, they were awesome too. They blew me away. I remember. I think they came out for a couple tunes at the end of the night. He was just starting to experiment with the band. Totally. I mean
3: uh to be fair it's been a really long time maybe i think i would no, remember was there,
1: trio was, was there yeah because yeah, it was a there was one where trio headline they were opening and motive he was, was a phenomenon
3: when, 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 when he
0: first hit House Blues. it was an absolute yeah. like it was cultish was, you know? i think
3: it was rocky Vadalato. yes was, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I think, it, so yeah. Yeah, he's seville, so good rocky that's Vatilato, weird i was at that show and, yeah no it was a great show Thanks i love that band seville too i mean they had an ep i bought there that you can't get maybe on Amazon that was Fiddler. Or whatever,
0: I got one for you. One of my all-time favorite bands of all time. They might be giants. Mm. I saw They Might Be Giants at a long-since-gone club called the Chestnut Cabaret in Philadelphia long before we were ever. I mean, it's like an '80s rock institution. Flood tour. Oh, Jesus. Flood tour. Sixth grade. Joe Grossi, who is Josh Grossi's uncle. Josh Grassi used to play yeah. in Black and Tan. Um, got me and my dad tickets because I uh, I found the band on MTV, found out about him, loved Birdhouse and Your Soul. Takes me to the show, um, and they're like a cult band at this point, you know. Places packed to the gills. This is pre, they might be giants with a full band. Yeah, it's just it's them the and backing tracks. It sounded so fucking awesome. He was a big Philly musician, Joe Grassi. I'm si- I'm, I'm in the sixth grade. Takes me backstage to meet. The Johns. It's me, my dad, Joe Grassi, and the two Johns in a shitty, divey back backroom thing. I remember the Johns. I have a distinct memory of the two Johns discussing what the hell happened during the encore. Hideaway Folk Family. Somebody at the club thought it would be funny if they played like an experimental cartoon in the background while they played Hideaway Folk Family. So they were having this really kind of intellectual conversation about, John, did you authorize that? I was like, no, I didn't. He was like, it kind of freaked me out. It kind of freaked me out. Hey, he's like this? Is Chris, he's a fan. Oh, hi. They were very polite. Ready for this? This is a true story. They take a picture with me. And this is old school. This is pre, pre, you
2: know, yeah, where yeah, you can yeah. check it. This is a film camera.
0: Yeah. Click, click. And uh, the photo completely blacked out, both of them. And it's just me. <laughs> I have a photo of me uh, next Maybe to Maybe the Johns are vampires. Black, I going to say, that's... Blah. Clear
2: evidence that they've sold their souls to the yeah. devil to be such good and talented exactly. musicians.
0: So the flood covers. You know how I have the autographs from both of them that've been in my uh, apartment yes. since oh, yeah, you forever. first met me. Uh-huh. That was from when I'm in the sixth grade. I wow, still have the I two autographs. Yeah. What a good story, madam. And, and like you know, now I'm like, hey, I would have brood down with them. You know, hey, I'm Chris, from Army freshman. At the time, I was Chris Revich from Lower Cape May Regional Elementary. <laughs> so I don't know if they wanted to kick it with me. You know,
2: <laughs> oh, great story about when Owen tried to brood down with them too.
0: Oh. Can oh can we tell that? Let's, let's say that for let's awkward moments. That. Okay, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. More, That's more, more, more
0: great shows because we. I want to touch on some of the ones that were sent to us. Okay, you know?
2: okay. I got, I got Do one more round. Um, it's another, it's a repeat, but it's the, the Aquabats. I saw them at the Emerald City in Santa Barbara, which mm. went on to become many other clubs that we played at a hundred times. But and was the Underground before Emerald City? Mm. Yes, and I think it was only recently Emerald City. By the time I went to the show, Emerald was, City was a brief run. Great it club, was a short though. run, and the, then it became the, the coach stage house. was on the
0: other side of the venue. So where I met really the lead weird. singer from Downset, and I, he got let me hang out all night. So I have a I saw special Marilyn place. Manson
3: get his wrist broken there.
0: First uh, uh, big band that we ever opened up for was there. Cherry Pop and Daddy's. That's right. At was the at that peak, show at the <laughs> peak of their fame.
2: As well as the specials. You gave me free tickets sort to that show. It's a good man.
0: Yeah. I was like, dude, not only are you about to tell a story about that place, that's the venue where I met the lead singer of one of my favorite bands and hung out with him all night. Just he was like lonely, brought me in. It's where fucking we played our first big show, Open Up for the Daddies. Yep. And it's where Aaron Goldberg joined the specials for one song
2: as a trumpet player. And we played with Fountains of Wayne. Oh and, yeah, and we saw one the of the worst, worst, worst shows ever. of all time, oh, we which we worst. can't talk about. Yeah, yeah, totally, no, we totally. can't. That's that. great. So wow. at this show was the Aquabats, and they pulled all the fucking stops at the time. They were, I mean, they were gods to Aaron and I at the time. And you know, we would go to all the shows, and there were other fans that we knew that would gotta go to understand. Shows. Dan and Aaron were. Aquabat whack pack when I met them. Totally. And what made the show so cool is they played this song called Powdered Milk Band, which they never played, and they had, (laughs) you know, the costumes come out and they had the flame retardant suit. But opening up for them was the pharmaceutical bandits. The pharmaceutical bandits. Which would later go on to become the RX Bandits. Wow. So that was awesome. They also hung out after the show because it was a small venue and we like talked to everybody. They were super nice and you know for many reasons had influences on us as a band. At the time. Just uh-huh. how nice they were and how good a show they put on all that stuff. So that was a really big one for me. But isn't that me. where this, the strap comes from? Not that show. That's a different Talk show. Talk about the strap. So, <laughs> yeah, the, that show was at, I think, in uh, Carpinteria at like a civic center. And it was the Aquabats. and Oh, the upbeat was on that shit, right? Was it the upbeat? Yeah. And the Aquabats played in Carpinteria? I think it was Carp. Yeah. It could have been Santa Barbara. I don't remember. It was so fucking long ago. And this band called Go Gorilla. And they were really fucking weird. I don't know. There was a kind of a one-off thing. And a gorilla guy, guy came out in a gorilla suit during the show. And he was playing. And then at the end of the set, the guitar player threw this strap out into the crowd. And, it was a different looking guitar strap than you would normally see, and Aaron, who's a you know got gorilla arms himself, yeah, was a gorilla, <laughs> <laughs> jumps up and grabs this guitar strap along with the guy next to him. So they're like tug of warring for <laughs> this guitar strap <laughs> that is it, leather. It's well, I'm getting there. <laughs> he later hits the guy in the face with it. <laughs> Kidding. So Aaron ends up with like his huge tug of war. Aaron ends up with this guitar strap. It's like fucking awesome. That's very cool. It looks custom. It's not you know the shitty strap you would buy at guitar center so after the show we hang out we talk to all the Aquabats we talk to the guys that make it and he gets all the Aquabats to sign it and they all sign it and this is the old school whole band whole band I mean not super 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 old school like you know the trombone player wasn't there like tubes and pig bat weren't in there anymore but like (laughs)
0: Dan just showing his
2: cadet knowledge right now whack whack pack man uh, and it turns out, and we talked to the guy that had thrown the strap out, and he was in Go Gorilla, and he was like, yeah, I made it. I was like, oh, no shit, that's fucking awesome. He's like, yeah, my name's Paul Frank. Wow. And he had made this no guitar way. strap, and later on went on to be fucking Paul Frank.
0: Right. So Paul Frank. The, Paul Frank. The, the Paul, Paul Frank. the Paul Frank. The sock monkey facial yeah. that logo. Guy. He was in a band that opened up for the Bats, and one of the first things he ever made before he got into clothes is guitar straps, yeah. and Aaron has an original Paul Frank Guitar strap, p- pure leather, signed by the entire Aquabats, including Baron Von Tito, who oh, went I on to be Travis, Travis, Bar- Barker Travis Barker. From, so from you Blink. and Aaron were hanging out with
2: Travis Barker and when he was. Not the first time either. He was at the other show that I mentioned. When he was Baron Von Tito. Baron Von Tito. That's badass.
0: Unbelievable. I love great, great <laughs> stories like that. You know, um, A lot of the shows that I remember really loving as a kid was when I got to meet the artist afterwards because yeah. I <laughs> would Definitely. always stick around. I, I have many, many, I'm sure we all do have stories like that, but it always left such an indelible impression in me in terms of when we ever play shows. And we're, I think we're all very, very good about this. Small show, big show, whatever. You can always find us. We will never, ever disappear all night. I mean, we we're always good about that because man, when I got it to meet It helps that a- the
1: bar is in the- lobby it is true, 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 true. that helps
0: a lot but man, a couple times of, and, uh, throughout time, bands that I grew up liking, the experiences I had where I really got to meet somebody, like when I met the singer from Downset, like when I met John Prine, who's a, a singer songwriter, like when I met Warren Zevon, like when you, you blew
1: know. the singer of Lost Prophets. <laughs> oh,
0: that's cool. <laughs> when you were nine, <laughs> I have a photo, he but he was blurred out. <laughs> uh, but but I those Get are it? some of my favorite shows. I mean, I mean, uh, uh, just a lot of situations like that when I met. All sorts of guys from 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 bands that, that were cool that took the yeah. time, even if it was just an autograph that took the time, and it
2: kind of made mm-hmm. you realize they were just dudes. Yeah, because you just saw them be super powerful. And it goes mm-hmm. such a long way, mm-hmm. like to yeah. connect with your fans like that. Yeah. I, you know, we all have that experience where we met people after the shows, and it just it sticks with you. I like, still remember. Was really it. cool.
0: Yeah, I mean that's stuff that happened to me twenty years ago, and I still oh yeah, am, am stoked and still have the autographs or the pick or whatever it may be. You know. So, just great. So, should we get some of the people that reached out to us? I'm
1: going to go with one more show
0: really. quick. Oh, please, quick. please. And it was one that... I I'm, got about 20 more
1: shows. Yeah, like we could do this. Like do every this, every so this was yeah. the one where I felt like... It It changed my life to where I was like, this is something I... Like, I need that power. And I went... And
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, All right, Stalin. And it was early... That, and that's when Kai joined Snap. <laughs> it was <laughs> early... That's a clever joke. That was a aside. really, really clever joke.
1: Uh, so, anyway, I, it was... I was young it had to be in the first five shows I ever went to it was, it was not long after that Metallica show we discussed at length before and uh, it was in Los Angeles at a place called the Palladium that we've all been to yep. and my dad took me not knowing what either of us were going to get into because the Palladium is a place with no seats it's just a big open floor it used to be a a big like a big band place back in the day and they still have the big band stage with the long front and it looks like a, an old jazz club but there's no seats I go there and the, the lineup is, opening is a band called Prong, who are terrible. But I've since C Play and Ventura at a bar for nobody, which was awkward. But the headliner was Pantera.
0: Oh, And this was Pantera. Now, I have heard some stories about people that saw Pantera live. I didn't, but they said that was one of the most epic, much like we talked about some of the Metallica Yeah, this shows. was in their
1: prime. This was right after Far Beyond Driven came out, right afterward, before the big uh, Planet Caravan cover hit, and so it was at a small little place and my God, that when they came on the stage, the second, the second they walked on that stage and started playing, that place went fucking Ape shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you talk about the Metallica show you saw. That was where the most violent show. This was by far the most violent show I had seen because there was nowhere to go, uh-huh. and it was on a. People were just going, and the power that those four dudes had on that stage, walking those, they could have stood on that stage and said, "Everyone in this room right now, I want you to walk out of that door and go murder somebody." Absolutely would have
0: happened. It was fucking insane. Yeah, the when a band has that height of popularity and intense powers, and everyone's awesome. singing
1: every word, and it was just like it was like a that's cool a punk man. show, but to a
0: metal band. I'm not a huge Pantera cool. fan, but I wish I would have saw them. It was
1: th- it, and but you have to. It depends on when you see them because I saw them uh, again later. Uh-huh. I saw them on the Reinventing the Steel tour right at the end, and it was terrible. Mm-hmm. Phil and someone was so fucked up,
0: dude. He was he yeah. was like rolling around on the like, stage like. High on heroin, out of his mind. That's wild. That's a band that um, I, you know, I often say uh, people mock me for it, but like, dude, if you could be in any band ever, forget the music. I always say being in. in being Kid Rock would be a hell of a ride. Being in Pantera would have been something awesome to have the power that you talked about. But, but there's, but a, except there's, when there's you a get 25% killed. chance you're the one that's going to get shot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I would like to have been in Pantera, but not the night when they're, <laughs> but not you know, the guy that got shot. Yeah, that side project got killed. Cool. Well, let's get to some of these uh, with the time that we have left here. Um, guys, throw in some thoughts, if you will, please. Uh, let's start with, ooh, Kai, this one actually, this is cool. Um our buddy uh, at Roger Bilton, the drummer from the band Lost, right? Check this out. He says one of his all-time favorite shows was being side stage for Saves a Day at Groz Rock. Oh, yeah. Where everyone was air drumming, okay? <laughs> and he says, I think Kai actually took flight at one point, at least a foot off the ground with his drum sesh. So that's cool that you're in, because he was with us in Belgium, and we all went to see Saves a Day. A great show, right? Yeah. God damn it. They're so so good. good. Cool. That that's a good, good call. That's cool.
2: Oh
0: Dan was not on that I tour. I was not on yeah. that tour. Yeah. Dan. Which, yeah. which, <laughs> it never happened. Which unfortunately was one of the coolest. But don't get me wrong, you I were you Chris were at some you were does. at some of the coolest, you know. Yeah. Um, but that was a cool one. Um, cool. All right. It wasn't uh, that cool. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people were kind and mentioned shows that we played, which is great. But I'm not going to sit here and stroke our own egos. I think they kind of didn't get it right. They were, yeah. Um, seeing you guys at the Met Lounge was always amazing. That's true. We played some great shows there. That, that is. True. Lounge is that awesome. was a
1: place we never sucked. We've sucked all over the world, but never, <laughs> never at the Met Lounge. <laughs>
2: Chris has a, Chris may differ. Yeah. Um,
0: Gotten sucked. The Met Lounge. Um, okay. Uh, our buddy Kayla Lee at underscore crossing over. Uh, ready for this? Real friends were amazing at Slam Dunk. Uh, and she said that you mentioned them, Kai, recently.
1: I did. They just came out with their their debut record, uh, Chicago Pop Punk Band. And actually, I heard that from quite a few people that hit me up individually that said, this year at Slam Dunk, apparently... They really—it was one of those things where people. I think that's why their new record's doing all right. Is be, I feel like they really got some attention. tore the roof off that shit. Yeah, yeah. to be honest. So I—that's I, a band I'd like to go see live. But they're, it, they're uh, yeah, Chicago pop Chicago. punk band, man. I've heard really good things. I like the record a lot. Oddly enough, they're from the same place that like uh, Melinda's from. Super
0: <laughs> cool, tiny um, little town. Cool. <laughs> uh, Allison Moody says Bowling for Soup's twentieth anniversary weekend last year in. Dallas. Oh, I believe that. Yeah, definitely that, believe that. Yeah, that 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 should be great. But if we had been there, all of us would be saying the same thing. <laughs> okay. True. Um, Jeff Sweeven, which is John's brother, says "Thunder from Down Under" in Vegas in 03. <laughs> <laughs> My panties are still wet. <laughs>
3: that
2: sounds. Oh, about so right. that, that wasn't his last trip then. <laughs> For those yeah, of you that exactly. don't know,
0: "Thunder from Down Under" is an all-male uh, strip review. Yes, uh, that's pretty funny. That sounds uh, about right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steve Smith says uh, "Black Sabbath" at the Sheffield. Arena in 2013, just really? kind of surprising because a lot, lot of people said surprising. that that was a lackluster
1: tour. And just, I think, like Ozzy, I mean, I love can, can boy, even like, stand like, anymore, like or? he's great, but he, he can't sing anymore.
0: No, yeah, well, good for Steve. I hope that was a good show. Um, oh, Lucy Murray, very good friend. She says, uh, Sayreville, New Jersey Camp Out Festival, which we were actually oh, at, that was a combo. Show bowling for soup tour and real big fish tour together summer 2006 punchline got a crowd a video of the crowd yelling youtube to get on the newly formed website youtube YouTube. it's amazing mxpx was also on that show real
1: fish uh was it streetlight manifesto
0: oh look at lucy murray how cool is she ready I stole a petition from some ska kid that was trying to get BFS kicked off the show because it should have only been ska bands. The ska kid failed, BFS played and they rocked and it was awesome. <laughs> That's
1: awesome. Fucking hey Lucy.
0: Man. You got to love Lucy. I, I, if you like ska, it's super cool. I like ska too. Don't much. you think I, do you ska have to be kids such a dick about it, man. Right serious. I, there's always like one
2: bad ska apple that is ruins that like it. Is that the first club they're ever in? They're like this is the coolest thing ever. I feel
1: like it's sort of a bit of like an abuse wife thing i feel like because ska goes in these waves where it's like you're a fan of it and you like it and then all of a sudden every 10 years it's everywhere and then it it gets blown up and everyone likes it but then as soon as it gets to the top the backlash hits and all of a sudden now everybody that liked it now everybody hates it so i
0: feel fucking shithead showing up to a show with a petition to kick a Band off because they don't play the genre of music that
2: he yeah. likes.
1: Not because they don't like. like.
2: <laughs> hey, look, Crash Cast, Crash Cast. I think what's even funnier about that—we're just ignoring what just happened. I am anyway. Is that this kid <laughs> thought that this show was a democracy and like? Had a petition to have a band kicked off, like they were gonna fucking honor it yeah. anyway.
0: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we just had a. Hey, wh- what's the topic tonight,
2: dude? It, you're gonna like, love this. We been- Star Wars music and
0: women, or something. No, you do. name that freshman. You've actually been <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got five seconds to name the freshman's voice you just heard. <laughs>
2: Do, 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 that was do, a lot do. longer than five
4: seconds. Do you know who it is? Who are you? Senor Spicy Wiener.
0: <laughs> 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 Strikes again. Ladies and gentlemen, Aaron Goldberg just showed up. That's awesome. Aaron, tonight we're talking about, you ready for this great topic, yeah. the best concert. You've ever attended that you didn't play on, and unfortunately, I think Dan took all of your answers because <laughs> yeah. he just told a bunch of stories about you guys going to see the bats. But give us one. What, what's totally. a concert you remember? Yeah, well, probably every
4: one of Dan's answers. I was standing right next to him. Yeah, that's, that's what true. He, and
0: he did say that. Throw one oh. out there. <laughs> Is there anything that that stands wow. out for you? Not live band necessarily, but like best experience yeah. you've had at a concert.
4: I mean, off the top of my head, I just. It's probably the first show I ever went to. Honestly, my parents took me to the Jackson 5 at Dodger Stadium when I, oh, seven nice. when I was 7 years Did you have MJ there? It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you saw MJ I, live? I, had like white, I never saw MJ. I had like a white tank top and like I wore it forever. It was like shredded. They made me throw it out. But dude, it was so cool. They like shot green lasers over the like It was awesome. How old were you? Damn. Seven, seven years old. Yeah, I mean,
0: imagine being seven years old, seeing Michael Jackson blaze green lasers over your head. That'll, that'll change your life.
1: It was pretty awesome. Yeah. It was like Captain EO prequel.
0: <laughs> but of, keep in mind, that at, uh, only only ten years later, there was another seven year old who had his life changed by Michael <laughs> Jackson as well, and lasers nice. may have been involved. Talk about winning the trade on that one. He was shooting something else over his eyes, though. <laughs> <laughs> any any other shows, Aaron, that stick out to you beyond uh, Jackson Five? That's your first hey, concert uh, ever, Goldie. Do you remember bailing
3: on Kai's uh, big big uh, <laughs> yeah, <cake. with> Ventura? <laughs> Ready
0: theater, for this? Uh, I think it was you that was with me. Kai booked a show at Ventura Damn. Theater long before we were good friends with him. And it was like... it was 19th like, old days. It was like a ska fest or so we thought. But it was... Ready for this? We didn't know who they were because we'd never miss this. Kai booked at the theater Newfound Glory, Midtown, RX Bandits, the original stereo... And the hippos gave you and I free tickets, and and probably five, uh, and and what? Probably five other. Bands. And we drove by no, the didn't. show. Yes, I did. We drove by the show, you and gave you gave me free tickets to that. Yes, you I, and I, I definitely drove did. by the show and said, uh, "I'm just not feeling it." And we both rolled. We saw Kai unloading. Gear. But there
1: was nobody. Don't don't feel bad. Again, like like the the paid for that was one like one twenty. No cents.
0: clue who those bands were. They didn't exist.
1: To no, us no yet. it was preheads wow. are going to roll. First day of record hadn't just just before it came out. Uh, Midtown, nothing. The EP may have just been out. Newfound Glory, the Nothing Golden State was out, but they weren't. On, they just well, signed to Drive. One of
0: Kai's most memorable shows, and you and I weren't there. We just dissed him, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, man. Yeah, I, know, I, actually, I wish I would have gone, no dude. No
1: recollection of that. Had you told me? Don't so. apologize to me. Apologize to yourself. Yeah. yeah how yeah, you true.
0: think about that lineup? Had you that's told true. me some of my favorite <laughs> I would be bands at ever? Show right now if it were happening. You, me too. Give us one more, Aaron. Give us one more before you one take more, off. What do you got? More like best just show a ever? show that meant a lot to you that you've seen over the years. Wow. Let's
1: see. The OC Supertones. <laughs> uh,
0: no, we played that show. I know. I think it's
4: got to be the first there. time I saw the Get Up Kids, honestly. Oh, look um, at the Get Up Kids again. You know Where was that at? Get, not to get into too much heartbreak, but an amazing girl that I dated in uh, Wisconsin surprised me with Get Up Kids tickets. And I was like, first off, who is this woman? This is incredible. Yeah, that is And then we bad. went to the show, and we like – We're there the whole time next to each other, and we sang every single word, and then I was like, you know all these get-up kids? lyrics she was like yeah so it was like memorable because of that
1: and oh it was just oh that's That's a good one where was the the where was the show
4: (sighs) that i couldn't
0: tell you you know Uh, oh was it was this in wisconsin madison yeah another another reason that a lot of shows are memorable sometimes it has to do with meeting somebody Mm -hmm, like meeting mm -hmm. a girl or going with a girl or a great Mm -hmm. relationship you're in like because all being music kids growing up our fantasy land of a great date was probably going to a show with a girl Mm -hmm. you know dan
4: remembers you like Oh One yeah! One of the very first women I ever was like obsessed with. We nicknamed her after a band, and like
0: we just we. And go if you listen to Dan or... earlier, you would probably <laughs> figure out the band. He'd He'd just it out. Dan, sorry, dude. It to Jan, me. Dan was dropping Cadet, crazy Cadet no, was Like it was the first time they played Powder Sugar meltdown on the West Coast. You know what I
4: mean? <laughs> this was Baron von Tito's first show <laughs> yeah. ever. No, yeah. He played yeah, sideways on stage. He told it, the whole story about up. how you
0: fought for the strap. Which oh, you still yeah. have, right? I have that. I still have. Where do you it. keep it?
4: What a great piece. It's in my memorabilia box. That's it's awesome. Got all my freshman stuff. It's in there. Just my music stuff. It's
0: Classic. Cool. Well, hey, let's. Uh, this is a long cast, but what the hell? Let's keep going. Let's. Uh, so we got some uh, great responses from the listeners here. Um, again, this is another Army of Freshmen one. I wish we had some different ones, but uh, Simon Clark, our good friend Simon oh, says hi, Simon. says uh, in terms of a show, it has to be. Um, Islington, I don't remember the year, but it was the night after Owen fell out of the shower and broke his arm. Uh, <laughs> he still played. It was badass seeing him pogo in pain. Ouch. Yeah,
2: Not that. the first time or the last time. Okay. Sounds cool. a, that sounds a bit
0: sadistic. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I oh, like seeing Owen hurt. Here's another one from Simon. Best show I've seen, either Muse at Wembley Stadium. Sorry. Not really a huge fan, but God, they put on an amazing live show. Are you ready for this? That or when Jay Jay Z with Linkin Park supporting Jay Z had a full brass band all suited playing throughout the show. That's pretty mm-hmm. badass. It's pretty cool.
3: Pretty hey, cool. did you guys hear about uh, Linkin Park playing at our local Ventura Warped, Warped Tour? Warped
0: yeah, yeah. Hey, they're yeah. on stage, didn't they? A yeah. record That's bombed out first week. It's think? like first record of theirs that has never hit number one, and now it's so easy to be number one. Yeah. Weird Owl oh. went number one instead of them, which is Fucking bad. Ass. That's awesome. Good. <laughs> okay. Oh, Kai, you'll love this. I. You know why? Because we mentioned it on this podcast. <laughs> um, they someone got the podcast bump. Th- yeah, they got the Fresh Talk bump. <laughs> I'm getting. I'm going to get <laughs> <the> Fresh bump. <laughs> I'm going to get this name wrong, but Athesda de Vieres. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Says. um, Refused at Grose Rock. Legendary band. Never oh, thought I'd bet. get to see them. They lived up to my expectations. That uh, seems like dude, it.
3: I still need to see Refused. A band
1: that I did not mention last week that I have to say is, is At The Drive-In. That was a, a their live oh, I show. Jesus Christ, man. I saw them. Same thing. I, I heard the record. I thought, eh, whatever. They were cool. Saw them live. It was fucked up, man. The singer was actually ran up the wall
0: and did a backflip on the stage. Wow. It was That's fucking awesome. insane. <laughs> um, God, our old bus driver, Bob Fef- <laughs> hey, Uncle Bob. Bob writes the one where Boobsy missed the guitar and it speared <laughs> and it speared the monitor guy in his oh face. God. All-time favorite <laughs> live like rock Germany, moment. Laughing thinking about it. That's amazing. A bus driver who has seen more antics <laughs> ever's favorite moment ever was when Aaron threw the guitar Our roadie at the time, Bobby, Connor, missed it, and it smashed the monitor tech in the (laughs) face. It
2: was in the chest. It hit him in the chest. But it like, was the headstock of the guitar nailed this out. guy in the chest. That it was, was in amazing.
1: A, what it was in Rotendam? Rotterdam, Rotterdam, Rotterdam. Oh, that's. God, it was the, in that nice classical God theater it, where the stage I rose know. and sunk. to thank the Thank God it was
0: a yeah. nice, like not hostile country Some because Dutch like dude. Aaron that's literally cool. physically assaulted that dude with a flying guitar. Yeah, amazingly, that's the badass. dude was
2: fine, but like, holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. bet he was a little that's sore the next day.
0: Yeah, that that is awesome. That is awesome. Um, oh, there's a there's a bunch of nice AOF posts, but I'm trying to find some ones that are not. Ooh, uh, Jacqueline, our buddy Jacqueline Sonnemaker, says... Uh, oh, Jacqueline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She says, the Foo Fighters at Red Rocks. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Jesus. And, and how about a venue? A venue plays into how great a show can yeah. be, too. And that's a legendary venue.
1: You know yes. what I would say for best shows is when we went... To see all of us, we were on tour. It was my birthday.
2: I was going to bring this up. This was on my list. And
1: we ended up getting tickets through a buddy of ours that sort of helped us out a little bit. To who also was helped the Foo Fighters or whatever, and he got us tickets to go see on my birthday in Philadelphia, the Foo Fighters, and on the One by One tour. And god damn it that was a good it was a good, good show, good show. Was it? Was they it? they i mean that's still like you were saying last week chris that was a band that you were are casual with but that show was it That was, was a fun night else, yeah man. i
0: remember when they that big curtain dropped yeah, and they were just rocking they
1: started with just jun, 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 jun. Yeah. and as soon as that song kicks in they had this giant banner that went from the stage to yeah. the ceiling and it dropped with these and these lights came on yeah, oh that's, that's awesome.
0: good you know and and again jacqueline writes um and all these things play into a great show I drank a bit too much a lot of times having a couple extra drinks makes a show great I fought my way down through the entire crowd to the front from the top of a mountain I had (laughs) such a good time I bought tickets to see them the next night I mean some of that is getting close to the band too you know Um, she also saw a bunch of people there the police Elvis Costello Black Rubber Motorcycle even Bruno Mars are incredible this venue is so great she says that anyone is good there Uh, hey Bruno Mars is
1: good there I believe it that's
0: on my rock and roll bucket list is to play Red Rocks. Probably not going to happen, but uh, it's on the bucket list. You know? It's a good bucket. That's a good uh, one. Oh, here's one interesting. Uh, a good friend of yours, Aaron. We did play there on Warp Tour, though. No, we did not. Oh, this is Gorge. The Gorge. Oh, you're right. That, that was cool. then you also. Um, friend of yours, Aaron. Teresa uh, Porre. Is that how you spell her name? Teresa Andy Por- Um, Ready for this. There are some people that are intense for this particular artist. Andrew McMahon. At the Union Chapel in London. Intimate. He was so appreciated to have them there. The acoustics are great. The venue unparalleled as far as beauty and pure cool factor are concerned. In addition, I was able to watch it with two friends who I introduced to his music, which is kind of neat. Like a lot of shows yeah. that people remember is like when you're, this guy's great. This guy's great. This artist is great. This artist is great. And you bring somebody and they agree. You know?
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, Andrew McMahon's got some solo shit. He's got a new EP out. It's really good, man. It's really, really good. Something uh, corporate, Jacks Mannequin. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got a new EP out
0: that's just solo. I, dude, it's like it's like that first Jacks Mannequin record. It's really good. Cassandra mm. Mayers writes uh "System of a Down Live at Download." Oh, I bet she was I, hammered.
1: I <laughs> believe that I mean, though. That that's, sounds
0: like a good time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that band throws down though. Okay, how about this? Uh, Andres Gormana, that's a cool name, Flogging Molly, 2005, holy hell, best live performance ever in Glasgow. Tight, (laughs) tight, fast, heavy, sweaty, loudest, most painful show I've ever been to, flattened in a mosh pit, and this guy that beat me up was built like Batista from Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) With one hand, he yanked me up from the floor and hugged me, my favorite show ever. Man, flogging Molly in Glasgow. I can't Dude. imagine. You better be able to bring the thunder in Glasgow. I, mean, I that's got a drunk rowdy just hearing you say that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. She also said us a download. I appreciate that. Um, oh, how about this? This is cool. It's a moment. David Siller says, bowling for soup at the El Ray because Jarrett let me propose to my wife on stage. Oh, that's good. I think a lot of times like uh, that, that's pretty monumental, you know. Um, uh, 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 Foo Fighters 2007 Manchester Cricket Ground, says Christopher Lee Dennett. Uh, Eagles of Death Metal, The Strokes and Subways Perforated, but Iron Maiden 2008, London. Mm, seems epic exactly. beyond belief. Every single classic in one show. That's pretty cool. Um, do, 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 army Freshman at the Leeds in Whale when you guys raped a penguin. That is a memorable one. <laughs> um, I
2: don't remember that. Wait, yeah, much, you
0: know he, who else remembers that? Are the people that had to clean that shit up. And the pe- and how about the penguin? <laughs> well, he the doesn't first, remember anything. It was He's-
2: one of the first shows on that tour, wasn't it?
0: Oh, it was a fun, fun, fun yeah. night. Uh, Liam Flood writes, Weezer at Tea in the Park Festival, greatest band I've ever seen, spent 200 pounds on a ticket worth every penny. God, right. I hope they played the old stuff. I hope that was yeah. over 10 years ago. Yeah. You, you saw Weezer recently, Aaron, right? I did not, no. Oh, I thought you were at a concert where Weezer played and you sent me a picture.
4: Oh my God, you're so right.
0: <laughs> good job. I guess not that memorable of a show. <laughs> no. You were side stage. Yeah, yeah, I was actually. Wow. Was, were they good?
4: They were okay. I mean, they just kind of stand there. The songs are good. You they know the songs, did. but there's no show. It's like, I don't know. You want more, I guess.
0: Okay. Uh, Our buddy Jake Buckingham says ACDC at Download Festival. I have heard ACDC is an epic show. Yeah. Um, how about oh George Fitzgerald good old George um Orlando Stop of the Warp Tour 2006 this is a music nerd check this out gotta love it saw great performances by the Academy Is and Cartel but best show for me was Hello Goodbye before the first full length album came out I had not listened to them because my friends were big fans the energy and fun funness of the music was amazing they finished off the show had everyone in costumes including the guys from other bands so much fun just Dis- <laughs> let me start talking crap on them so we'll wait um starts <laughs> cra- crap on their label as well so anyway but <laughs> but just like Warp Tour talking about like Warp Tour I think a lot of people would have
2: to say they've seen some of their best yeah. shows ever.
0: Oh, our buddy Rick Cook, your good friend Dan oh. chimes in. Um Social Distortion live at the Ventura Theater.
2: I mean, if you went to the Ventura Theater anytime from 1990 to 2010, best show you probably
0: saw that. Also, most wife
1: beaters ever to beat any show ever probably.
2: Yeah. yeah, that was probably a dangerous Record. thing.
0: Oh, look at Steve Smith. He's going to be stoked to find out the good news. Lit Manchester 2014. Four on the floor classic rock and roll mm. excellent kitchen go cool. um so these are just multiple people that wrote in we can't get to everybody thank you so much um always fun talking about great live shows and experiences what a fun fun topic we'll have to revisit this one for yeah sure. I, was, I just thought of so many more. More. so many more so many more so um again thank you as always for listening episode 40 of fresh talk 40 straight weeks we've done this that's true. That's exciting. That's and That's pretty had some, awesome. It's almost I mean, a year. We really stuck with it, man. Coming Dude, up on our
3: year anniversary. That's an accomplishment. That's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it really is. It was an idea that we had for 10 years. <laughs> so, <laughs> when we hit, I'm glad we could stick with it for almost a year.
3: Yeah, it's pretty good, man. <laughs> we're going to have to uh, cast from the road when we're uh, in the UK. Oh, that is going to be, be cool. fun. We need to put our heads
0: together and think how we can really make mm-hmm. that special because there's a lot of great people we could have on. And true. We, totally. Maybe we patch it up a little bit. Why don't we just record a bunch of them and just keep them coming?
1: Totally. Why don't we yeah. just get a bunch in the bank?
0: Yeah. yeah we can awesome. do that too. Then we can take a few
1: weeks Dude, off here. Graham, <laughs> totally.
0: Graham in studio. How great would Graham be live? Sounds like letting a wild <laughs> horse loose in it. Yeah, yeah. That could be dangerous. <laughs> Sounds like the running of the bulls. <laughs> That's awesome. How do you pronounce his last name? Knyastin? the running of K- the K- annual running of the Kiniston, Kinniston? yeah, the annual running of the Kiniston, like he just gets a whole episode to just rage on everything, oh, you awesome. know. That's so great. Putting the Ram and Graham. If there's anything, <laughs> oh, if there's anything I'm excited, um, anybody I'm excited to get the lit news, it's Graham because Graham's a real big lit fan, he's going to be really excited, you know. Totally. It, it, it was hard not to tell him over the past couple of days. If there's one guy I wouldn't be like, dude, I got because when they announced their tour last week, Graham went on Twitter. And said, he was like, another miserable day. He was like, you know, (laughs) one of my favorite bands is coming over. I can't get an opening slot probably won't be able to go see him. I hate living in this miserable place. He's the closest
1: thing I know to Charlie Brown. (laughs)
0: Totally. In in real life. He does have some Charlie Brown. We should should make him a Charlie Brown shirt. Especially (laughs) when it comes to women. He's just like, just the worst. They're always pulling the football out from in Mm -hmm. front of him. I love, Graham told me once, and this is a true story, uh, at a club, he was going to profess his love to a girl. And he came up to me and said, it's time. It's happening. I've been building this up. I've been working on it. It's going down right now. It's right now, right? Graham walks off like a movie. Walks off, drink in hand, bought a drink for this girl, right? Literally... Screen wipe, Lucas style, comes back. Not one minute later, he's like, it went horrible. You know what I mean? And the girls got both his beers. He didn't even maintain one of the drinks. He proceeded to get turned down by her, and she took both his beers, dude. It was just brutal. (laughs) Well,
2: you know. Love you, Graham.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Lose some, lose some, I guess. You know. <laughs> Great. Loss. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening. My name's Chris. You can find us online at Army of Freshmen. At Obi-Wan Kenobi.
3: At Spoon and DX, At Swaven.
0: And you can't find Aaron anywhere Nowhere. online. He's off the grid. He's the ghost. He's right here. He's the you ghost. You can find him He's right here. here, Aaron. How does someone find you? Passenger pigeon? Send like, him a crow, like Game him. of Thrones.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, send a crow. The crow will know. <laughs> 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 nothing, <And> that's <laughs> <laughs> black Raven. crow, black words. You know
0: nothing of me, <laughs> you know me Dodzi. <laughs> uh Aaron, can you say uh, cue the bossa nova?
4: Cue the bossa nova.